0: Welcome to the Pipeline, all things CD and DevOps podcast by the CD Foundation. I am your host, Jacqueline Salinas, Director of Ecosystem and Community Development. Thank you so much for joining us. It is episode 19 of season two, and I am joined by AWS. And today we're going to be giving you a Spinnaker Summit review, improving visibility and traceability of deployed container artifacts via Spinnaker's Build CI. My guest speakers today are Nima Kaviani and Manubu McCloskey. First, Nima is a longtime open-source contributor to projects like Spinnaker, Knative, Carvel, and Cloud Foundry, with a primary focus on helping large-scale enterprises operate their technologies flawlessly. Nima's main interests involve Kubernetes, GitOps, and DevOps tooling. Nima holds a PhD in computer science and tweets and blogs about CI C D infrastructure as code, serverless, Kubernetes, and other distributed systems. Manubu is a prototyping architect at AWS with a focus on accelerating open source software adoption in large enterprises. Manubu's interests Manubu's interests include continuous delivery, serverless computing, and machine learning. Thank you both so much for joining us today. So Manubu, welcome to the pipeline. Thanks so much for joining us today. Um, as we always do, we kick off our episodes with my DevOps journey. So can you share with us what your DevOps journey looked like? Um,
1: yeah, Um. see. I started out as a um, help desk, a uh, support, uh, person, uh, like a lot of, uh, you know, ID, um, personnel, uh, starts off, right. And from there, uh, I became a system administrator for a Linux, uh, environment. So that got me interested in, you know, automating a lot of things. Um, as you may know, uh, Linux uh, relies heavily on automation and it's very easy to do, right? Uh, for, so from there, um, I got into like, you know, a bunch of scripting and, you know, um, started doing like chef recipe and, you know, uh, doing um automation and all that. And then from there, uh, I got involved into uh, AWS and uh, from there, uh, we, we got into actually, um, you know, writing code and um, making sure the, you know, written code actually gets to uh, where it gets to where used. Needs to go, and um, then uh, from there I got a. I became a cloud engineer, and uh, from there uh, I've been just focusing on uh, ci pipelines, and you know how to uh, do better
0: um, since then. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Nima, can you share your devOps journey with us? Sure.
2: So, for me, it actually goes back probably like 10-15 years ago when I started um with a startup um on healthcare. Um so I joined basically as the first backend engineer to the startup. And you know, as as part of my role, I had to write back backend code, but also I had to do a lot of, you know, making sure that the code actually works properly, compiles properly, deploys to our servers, and, you know, that At the end of the day, it actually does what it's supposed to. So that got me into, you know, looking at different CI-CD platforms. I started experimenting with Chef and Puppet back then, um, writing a lot of scripts for Chef and Puppet in order to get things rolled. But then, um, you know, things changed. I moved down to San Francisco, started working on Cloud Foundry. And, you know, like the world was totally different. It was mostly about, um, you know, continuous delivery there. It was like very heavily... um, 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 utilizing like the company the company was utilizing um, um, XP extreme programming and you know pair programming as a style of coding and we had to release on a weekly basis uh, so if you're familiar with all the company behind um, Cloud Foundry or the company that started Cloud Foundry and they had their own C D platform called uh, Concourse so that was uh, when I had to write a lot of, um, you know, jobs and templates for concourse in order to get things deployed. And then from there, um, you know, things continued working on K80, working with some of the Google tooling around um, you know, building and deploying Knative. And then I joined AWS where I started specifically looking into the C- different CICD platforms that our customers at AWS use. And that includes, you know, platforms like Tekton, Spinnaker, um, you know, on top of some of our own CICD tooling. And since then, I've been very closely involved with our customers, trying to make sure that they can actually seamlessly deploy their software to AWS services using their CI CD platform of choice.
0: Very cool. Thanks so much for sharing that with us. Uh, Today's main topic is improving visibility and traceability of deployed container artifacts via Spinnaker's built CI, uh, which is a talk that you will be having at Spinnaker Summit um, this coming June. So thanks so much for joining us to talk about that. But can you give us an overview of Spinnaker and why it matters to AWS? Sure.
2: Um, so you know, Spinnaker is an open source CI CD platform that was initially built and released by Netflix in 2013. And since then, the user base for Spinnaker um Grew significantly. Um, it now has a large number of companies um, that use it to deploy uh, to their cloud platform of choice. And some of our major AWS customers also use a Spinnaker to deploy their software to AWS services. Um, one of the reasons the Spinnaker has been Popular uh, is because it's extensible, and people have been able to build integrations with the cloud platform that they wanted to deploy their software to, um, and so um, they have the freedom of choosing where to want to where where they want to deploy and basically benefit from a multi-cloud strategy. Um, for AWS, also we build integrations with EC2, ECS, um, Lambda, among other services, and our customers have been using Spinnaker quite heavily to deploy to those um, uh, AWS managed services. Um, We have been contributing to Spinnaker since 2018, and we have been actively involved with the community. Uh, We've built integrations, we've been attending um, SIG meetings, and we're trying to make sure that, you know, Spinnaker enables our customer to have, um, you know, a, a, a delightful experience when uh, they try to deploy in their software to AWS service.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing that. So, what problems does build integration solve for customers?
1: Yeah, um, see, so Spinnaker is a uh, continuous delivery uh, uh, platform, and Spinnaker traditionally uh, did not have like direct uh, integration with continuous uh, integration systems, um, other than just having like, uh, you know, triggering pipelines uh, based on like, you know, available artifacts. Um, it works well, right? Um, but it's Nice to be able to actually see on what is actually being deployed to each environment. Right, uh, doesn't make it, uh, deploying artifacts to you know multiple cloud environments all that easy. Just very um been difficult to just pinpoint um what artifact was deployed and how it was built. For those of you who may come from operational background, uh, may know this, but not being able to track down uh, code changes to uh, problematic um, artifacts is very frustrating. Right, especially when you're dealing with like promised container images, like in production, um, you know not being able to to trace what could change cause this problem. It's very, very frustrating. Um, so some customers may have built like a wrapper around Spinnaker to trace, um, artifact flow, um, you know, being able to uh, track down, you know, when it was written to being deployed, um, using like a just custom wrapper. But with this plugin, customers do not uh, need to do that. I mean, there are cases that they, they may need it as well, but. Um, at least they can see uh, what Git uh, commits corresponds to what container image, um, you know, for the most part without having to use a wrap. Uh, So it provides a uh, product customer's way to trace a deployed container image to its source code and make the deployment uh, debugging process um, easier and faster.
0: Great, thank you so much. How how does this empower the Spinnaker community to integrate their build systems, code repos, and container registries into their deployment?
2: Um, Sure, so, you know, at the end of the day, CICD is about enhanced productivity, right? And and the Spinnaker is really no exception. Um, What we want to do is to enable engineers to deliver faster and more reliably, exactly like Manabu said. And, you know, in the past for a Spinnaker, it's been difficult to um, track changes and understand what gets deployed to a production environment. And this could be frustrating to a lot of DevOps engineers who actually have been, um, you know, have been exposed to the problem and have been trying to figure out what was wrong with the code that they got deployed. Um, so they wanted this feature for a long time, and where you know they could look at um, their environment and understand what exact piece of code has been deployed and what are the changes, so they can track back, understand bugs and fix them quickly and do a new rollout. And you know, with this new feature, um, all of that becomes possible for the DevOps engineers. And also, it gives the DevOps engineers a one-stop shop for looking at you know um, code changes and, and their build system as well as their CI and CD tools. So they. they They don't need to switch back and forth between, you know, their build tool and a Spinnaker in order to figure out changes and be able to correlate the artifact that gets deployed to uh, what is running in production or what changes have, uh, have we made to, to that artist. So essentially, um, you know, this makes it a lot easier for them to be able to identify and understand and fix problems and roll that to production uh, faster. Yeah,
0: that is a very nice feature. Build integration is an extension to the functionality available for its users. What was involved in enabling Build CI integration?
1: Yeah, uh, so Spinnaker has uh, enabled support for extension of its Microsoft services using a plugin framework. It makes development of plugins easy. And there are many plugins that uh, speaker customers have developed. Uh, some of them may, may not be open source, uh, but there are lots um, available there. Uh, what we have built is the first plugin for the uh, Igor uh, microservice outside of Netflix. Uh, Igor is mainly an interface to interact with uh, continuous integration systems and source management systems. Uh, so it's a great uh, microservice to develop this plugin against. When we started working on this basic building blocks to implement this was there, uh, mostly thanks to, um, uh, works uh, done by Netflix. Uh, but we had to make some changes to Jenkins' support implementation in Igor as well. Uh, we had to add uh, like more add, you know, REST endpoints, uh, ensure certain information uh, about container images are available you know, and all that uh, fun stuff. And we also had to get uh, guidance from Netflix as well as the community on how it should be done. We really couldn't have done um, this without the help uh, from the uh, community as well. So it was a, definitely a uh, joint uh, effort.
0: Very cool. So where are the next steps and where is the work heading?
1: So
2: for now, the 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 build plugin that we've developed um, integrates with Jenkins um, primarily. Um, You know, if you use Jenkins as your build tool, then you can already configure Spinnaker so that it can read the build logs and collect build information and bring it to to Spinnaker for you. Um, But obviously, uh, we've seen people use other build tools um, like GitHub Actions and GitLab in order to, you know, build their software artifacts and push them to their... um, artifact repository. So um, one obvious next step for this plugin is obviously to um, add support for these other build tools so that, you know, DevOps engineers can bring in their build tool of choice and integrate it with the Spinnaker. And um, as I mentioned earlier, use a Spinnaker as the one-stop shop for looking at um, changes in build and, uh, and also what gets rolled out to there. Um, but also um, another interesting aspect to it is that you know, um, the CI build plugin integrates very nicely with managed delivery and managed delivery for those who are not familiar with it. It's the, the way of providing GitOps to um, to DevOps engineer. And so in combination, um, the built CI plugin and managed delivery will allow um, DevOps engineers to define um, their strategy of deploying software rollouts, rollbacks and um, getting things um, running on production declaratively and then have a GitOps strategy around uh, making changes to their software and creating build artifacts and eventually deploying in those artifacts um, to their environments. So as a result, um, I think it actually makes Spinnaker be Spinnaker 2.0, if you will, where there is a lot of new uh, features and enhancements and um, very much aligned with what the community is asking for when it comes to GitOps that can be um, available to those who are already running a Spinnaker in their environments to roll out their software system.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. So your session's on Wednesday, June 23rd at 2.30 p.m. So I hope folks are able to join in. Are there any closing thoughts or last-minute ways to entice folks to to join your session?
2: Um, I think that's it from our end. We're looking forward to actually present it to to the Spinnaker community and get feedback. So I would encourage everyone uh, who's interested in the topic to please join and share their thoughts and feedback to them.
0: Great. Very cool.